I'm going through my Saturn return. Hello and welcome to The Cop On, where we make sense of things you probably don't care about with a hefty side of lukewarm social critique. I'm Ash, and the eyes are the nipples of the face. I'm Julia, and I once had to judge a tidy whitey contest for Lambda Kappa Pi. Trust me, I can handle anything. I'm Lucy, and oh no, you don't understand. This is an Alaya. Welcome back. Uh, so this week we're going to be talking all about bimbos. The Barbie movie is coming out next month, which I'm really excited for. And it got us to thinking, how about bimbos? How about them? <laughs> how about them? I'm so bad at intros. Um, clearly a bimbo. Um, I think the main question before we go get started is, do you think you are a bimbo? Yes, I do. I think I've actually, I, I'm a long-term bimbo. Uh, one time when I was seven, I think I, that was the first time I put sun in in my hair. Um, and I had blonde hair for the first time. And I think that was when people started to identify me as a bimbo. But I strongly identify as a bimbo. My hobbies are bimbo hobbies. Uh, I like to roller skate sometimes. And I like reality TV. Those are bimbo things. You're just a Barbie personified. Yeah, I have a furry handbag. I don't use it often, but I own one. It's there. I'm a strong non-bimbo and think I have been my entire life. And I was thinking about this a lot. Um, I definitely embodied the like opposite of a bimbo personality <laughs> very strongly. And I have many memories of thinking about it in this, in this exact context. Because at the time when I was a teenager, I had like a best friend who probably embodied bimbo more blonde, beautiful. All the boys fancied her, a little ditzy. And I was like, I must be intelligent and I'm brunette. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I cannot be a bimbo. And I also have always valued arguing with men too much <laughs> as a person, <laughs> as a key skill. I've just been like, I want to be a thorn in your side. And because the way men argue, it's always like, well, it has to be really statistical. And uh, uh, uh. I had to make sure that I was that person. So I think I've been very like anti-bimbo, but not in a bimbos are bad, just in that like, I don't feel like this will ever apply to me. So I'm going to lean really heavily into the opposite. You know, that picture, that incel picture. I can't remember what the incel girl's names are. Stacy. Like Stacy, the blonde one. And then it's like the, the evolution of a Stacy and mm -hmm. it's the brunette one. That's me and you. <laughs> We're on just opposite ends of the bimbo spectrum. <laughs> bimbo spectrum. <laughs> Love that for us. Yeah, I think when I was younger, I tried to stay away from it because it definitely had like a negative connotation to be a bimbo. Um, but I'm, no, I'm fully on board with it. Brain empty, no thoughts. And I'm very happy to be that way. I think it's great. I just like embracing that kind of side of myself. It's nicer. Oh, for sure. I think when I was younger, it stemmed from, not to go too deep, but I really wanted attention. And being a bimbo got you attention. Oh I, yeah. I also I'm bimbo shaped. I've always had big boobs. And that's one of the key elements, the key things you need to be a bimbo. I think as well it kind of gave people the wrong idea about you and you could be a bit more sneaky, you know? Oh, 100%. I was like a little bit too smart to actually be a bimbo. Yeah. So I was the conniving bitch. Cuz I'm not a natural blonde, but many people thought I was for years and I was like, "Oh, you all think I'm so dumb. I have very dark hair under here, okay?" And that obviously that signifies intelligence as we all know. Obviously. As evidenced by this podcast. <laughs> The brain, the brain blonde, the blonde is seeping into my brain. Really, this episode is not doing me any favours at all. Now that I bleach my own hair, you, have you ever gotten like the dizzies when you're bleaching your hair? Yes. I keep forgetting to ventilate the room. Bimbo. Um, and then like, I'll be like, oh my God, it does feel a bit like it's melting your brain. <laughs> so maybe there's truth to it. I think there is. And also like, as a child, my parents always say this about me. I used to wish for yellow hair because I just didn't know the word for blonde. And I would stand at my window at night and do the wish, um, like that little nursery rhyme from Pinocchio, where he wishes on the North Star, but I wished for yellow hair. My parents were like, that is <laughs> weird. We don't want to get into this. What the hell? But I think it was definitely caused by being around like, you know, my Barbies and everything. And I was like, I want to look like them. I want to be bimbo. There's an impact. There's definitely an impact of the media we were taking in at the time, I think. Who do you think are like the bimbo role models, like the bimbos that we grew up with and then our parents grew up with? Because I think bimbo's been around for a while. I think in terms of media and like in television and film, definitely Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Of course. Obviously. Um, and then I think like in terms of, or like Stifler's mom also in... American Pie. Jennifer Coolidge. Lovely Jennifer Coolidge, who I think plays a lot of bimbos, but is actually, she's kind of a little bit bimbo in real life as well. 
I've seen her stand-up comedy. And like, I think her stand-up, she doesn't lean as much into the bimbo character. Fair. She's more like cut and dry comic. She's just a pretty funny, sexually promiscuous female comic. Like they all are in the stand-up sets. But I do think she has the reputation of being a real life bimbo. That has like followed. And even her like character in um, White Lotus. Very like Mm -hmm. mature woman bimbo. Glorious. I loved it so much. (laughs) These gays are trying to kill me. (laughs) Iconic. Happy Pride. (laughs) So good. Also Cher in Clueless. Yes, big bimbo oh my god, vibes. such a bimbo. Obviously, the quote from my intro is the share from Clueless Wood. But like, there is, I think a lot of the bimbos that we, like Elle Woods and Cher from Clueless, both actually have intellectual depth. That's just the thing. slightly below the surface. Mm-hmm. But there, that intellectual depth is played to be like the, oh, look at this. They're actually smart mm-hmm. women. So it's. It's a tough one because I think it's there like, we're subverting the bimbo genre. And you're like, why? Just let them be smart. But it ends up being quite... Ju- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against you. Okay. So early in for this one episode. <laughs> it's too early in the episode for us to have a fight. Um, I think this subversion is really... Ends up being like really joyful. Because like... Oh. I agree. In, in Clueless, there is the speech where she's like, it does not say RSVP and the Statue of Liberty. And like that, that whole thing where she's talking about bringing the Haitians to the table and making another dinner setting. You're like, it does have a great message. A message that we weren't seeing very often mm-hmm. in that style of movie. No, I fully agree with you. I think that the, the bimbos that we grew up watching, especially in media targeted towards women, weren't the classic bimbo. A bimbo, the actual meaning is to be hot and not intelligent. And it's often played from like a male gaze perspective where it's like an insult to you to kind of keep the woman down. And historically, I think the characters we've seen in media have been in media that's not geared towards a female heavy audience. The character is played for laughs. In media that's geared towards women, the character is played to subvert the genre. And I just think that's a very interesting evolution that we've seen over time. Yeah, and it's interesting that it was happening. Like, we would say that early, but like, when did the bimbo come about? When did like the word bimbo and the concept of the bimbo come about? So uh, the word comes from the Italian word for a little boy, but I think in the 1920s, it, that's when it first started to be used to represent women. Um, and yeah, as you said, like it is someone hot and dumb, um, just someone like not to be taken seriously at all and just always used against women in derogatory ways. I, I think when I was looking at the definition as well, Sometimes it's listed as hot and frivolous. So not necessarily dumb, but a little bit unserious. So like, I think I'd describe the the bimbo as hot and fun. Like the N.U.R.D. song. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's hot and anti-man. Anti-masculine qualities is what like, anti the things that men value. Yeah. Seriousness, like intelligence, quote unquote, because what is intelligence? All of these things. um, And it is used to like, because you're, as a woman, you're supposed to be desirable by, to men. Like, that's our whole goal in mm-hmm. life, so that men find us attractive. So it's like, it's a, it's a double whammy, almost. Like, you're like, oh, well, here, like, we're complimenting you because you've achieved this one goal, whilst also reminding you that you are not all of the things that we value in society that could help you get out of, like, this particular position, and reinforcing that over and over and over again. It's kind of like reducing women to, and people, to just, like, one thing. It's like a single facetedness. It also used to be used as like meaning a sex worker. Um, and in that like kind of way, it does just vilify women for like for being confident. And I think like, as well, taking a bit more ownership in your sexuality and like making a big deal about those feminine qualities. It's to put women down. It's to be like, no, that's all very stupid. As you said, like men just don't take it seriously at all. Um, and I think also when you think about like in the 1920s when we had, well, like, no, sorry, 1950s, you know, like, Jane Mansfield and uh, Marilyn Monroe and stuff that were always given this bimbo status mainly because of how they looked because if you actually learn anything about them they had intelligence but it's just that outwardly appearance um, and because they were just so confident in it and being bombshells that people just didn't take them seriously at all and were like oh that's a bimbo. Yeah especially since like I think they were like their sexuality was such a big part of their fame as well um, and I think it doesn't help that when you end up playing bimbo characters especially mm-hmm. back then the characters that you played on screen were much more associated with who you were as a person. So like Marilyn Monroe is known kind of as like this caricature of her roles, whereas like, as we know from, you know, biopics, biopics is supposed to be called, but I hate that pronunciation. Um, she obviously had like much more, more, much richer goals. 
There's also that really famous um, Twiggy interview when Twiggy mm. was like, not a bimbo, but she was kind of a bimbo. Like, would you consider Twiggy a bimbo? I, I don't know if she was a bimbo or more that she was just like, I don't have an interest in any of these things. So I'm not going to pretend that I have an interest in these things. So there's that, yeah, that infamous interview with um, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Oh, I love how hard she went on him, where he asks her about her favorite philosophers. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And she just replies, well, like, who are yours? Because she's just like, hey, I actually don't know them. I don't have an interest in this philosophy, but you're asking me this question. So who are your favorite philosophers? And he just loses the run of himself. <laughs> and it's so funny. He goes all Pierce Morgan. You know, when Pierce Morgan gets a little hot under the collar and he's like, blah, 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 blah. But I think that's a very good example of, because she was young, mm-hmm. sort of like freshish on the scene. It's a good example of her being treated as a bimbo because someone saw her to be this blonde model classic bimbo job title so she's not going to have any ideas and so we can play this for laughs and she just like flips it and she said later on in interviews that she was really embarrassed because she was being asked the serious question and she didn't know and she was at first she was asking him in like in earnest of being like well you educate me Mm -hmm. because I don't have an answer and then obviously was like oh well I'm going to keep needling because you don't have an answer either it's such a dickish move and a classic, like, oh, I'm going to talk to this quote-unquote dumb person and, like, make a joke out of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just classic bullying. It's really, if she hadn't reacted that way, it would be very uncomfortable to watch, I think. But she didn't. And it was fantastic. It's one of my favorite things. It's a video that pops up that I will watch every single time. It's That's so good. See, I think as well, it's just him using her to make himself seem smarter, which I oh, I just yes. love that it backfired on him. You know, like, he was definitely just doing that as a like, little ego boost for himself. And it didn't work. She yeah. fucking schooled him. It was great. I think even the use of bimbo all the time is to belittle women. Like mm-hmm. that's what we were saying. Like it's the vilification of women. Like in an era of kind of like sexual empowerment and big changes for gender roles. Like yeah, obviously, nineteen twenties are a little bit earlier than a lot of things happening for women. But you know, it was in the following two or three decades that everything completely flipped on its head. Yeah, I think. The patriarchy also created a system in which women's value is their appearance. And then when women were like, okay, my value is my appearance, so therefore I'm going to use it to my advantage. So, like we see that like with Marilyn Monroe with sex workers, etc. And then men being pissed off about this. They're like, well, I know I want you to be pretty, but for free. <laughs> and I don't want to have to pay for this. And like it's, yeah, it's you don't pay for free thing, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's like, I just want this for me. What do you mean you're a real human being? Um, and so I think it, it becomes again, it's just this way of reinforcing this idea and then putting people down constantly and then it became like a weird term of endearment I feel almost that was like still very insulting mm-hmm. but it was just like haha like oh she's a bimbo but it's a compliment because we're saying that she's hot but she's not threatening to us because she doesn't have a brain like that's what yeah. it sort of became I think when we were growing up yeah 100% was I remember my mum used to say bimbo a lot I'm not sure why I think it was like quite accepted in like 2000s vernacular I no I fully agree I was thinking about this when we were preparing for the episode I used to hear it as a term so much more Mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like people I feel like what replaced bimbo was the term ditzy where we started just really talking about the behavioral aspects that get attached to it but like I have so many memories of people who are like men and by men I mean boys that we're friends with as teenagers describing girls as bimbos and then it there being various like connotations to that depending on the context I think, yeah, the 2000s were, for me, the rise of the bimbo. Like, it was everywhere. And like we had, like, Paris and Nicole in The Simple Life. There were so many movies as well. There was, like, that one with Paris Hilton as well. It was, like, the hottie and the naughty. Like, there's just so many like that. There was also when, like, Nigli Blonde came out and The House Bunny. The Girl stuff. Next Door. The Girl Next Door. Like, being a bimbo, it wasn't a good thing, but it was just... It was a way to describe a lot of women, I think, in the 2000s. You know, like your Playboy bunny and your bleach blonde hair, juicy couture tracksuits, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because there was kind of like around the time that, what was the name of the Playboy Mansion reality TV show? Oh. Oh, crap. The oh, girls of the Playboy Mansion? Yeah, I think so, wasn't it? <laughs> We're just making so that up. Creative. No, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think it was what it's called. But like, it's around that time, so like, we were all like, I remember like, knowing a lot about like, Kendra and stuff. Yeah. It's like, probably like, 11. <laughs> But also because it's being splashed all over like tabloids Everywhere. and you're seeing yeah. it in a very like affronting way. But yeah, bimbos just became cemented in our culture in a way that I, I don't I don't know that it still exists. But if you look at any TV show, Nickelodeon, 
Disney, like all those shows would have had like the trio of Mean Girls, which is just a classic. One of them's always a bimbo. Mm -hmm. One of them's always dumb and pretty and it's played for laughs, played for goofs. And it's like, you can't have three smart women being bullies. There always has to be a slightly like dumb one is along for the ride. Karen and Mean Girls. But I think mm. even, even not without the, with the trio of Mean Girls, there just always was a dumb character. Like Ariana Grande's character in Victorious. Yeah. Right? yeah. There was always that one character that had to be a ditzy, most of the time blonde girl, but not always, um, who was just played off for laughs. When Ariana Grande was um, Cat Valentine in Victorious, that was the era of red hair. So that was why yeah. she was the redhead bimbo. It was when everybody was doing that. Yeah, I think the Cat Valentine thing is also just, it's painful to mm-hmm. watch. Because if you watch the first couple of episodes, she's ditzy, sure. But sh- by the end of it, she's, she's just talking in sounds. Like she's not actually using any words. And it's just like, <laughs> what has happened? Like, she's not... A, a human character mm-hmm. she's been stripped completely of total humanity i think that was like you know i think sometimes you saw bimbos with depth but like a lot like with karen and mean girls <laughs> written by ultimate bitch tina fey so let's give it <laughs> let's give it that context with karen and mean girls you're like they also kind of strip her for humanity where there's like the boob joke at the end where she's like, oh, I can like, they, obviously her bimbo dumb eventually works for her and in her favor. But like, they don't give her like the same depth as like Cher and Clueless, which was like maybe 10 years prior. I think part of the reason that that's happening in that movie particularly is that first of all, like Cher and Elle are the protagonists in their story and mm-hmm. she's a side character. I also don't hold it against Mean Girls so much as a Mean Girls apologist, I guess, in this moment, because there's so many other women in the cast and so there's so many different types of, like, feminine energy that we're seeing and there's, like, intelligent bitch, just, like, the... (laughs) I mean, they're all bitches, is what we we can, like, very much say, but there's at least there's a little bit of variety, so therefore having one character that's playing to these stereotypes doesn't feel as jarring. When it's the only female character in, like, a a trio or something like that, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is just a little bit painful because then womanhood in its entirety is being reduced to that. Some of the men in Mean Girls are bitches as well, which kind of makes it okay. Like Tim Meadows being principal bitch. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's just a bitch in that movie. It's just a big movie of bitches. Except for Aaron Samuels, he's kind of protected. I read it as in Himbo, which is a <laughs> different, a completely different topic for <laughs> another episode. Wait till you hear about that one. So one commonality though that most of them do have that we've seen throughout like TV and movie is bimbos are... Not, I'm not going to say nine times out of ten. It's like ten times out of ten. They're straight. They're very, and they're like just very hetero. Um, they dress hetero. They act hetero. They have hetero interests. I think it's that whole thing about it being, you know, for men. So like acting this sexy and stuff for men. So it would be weird for people to see it um, as like something from the female gaze. Because obviously women only like smart women. Oh, sorry, before we get into this, because I do agree with you that it's 10 out of 10, but maybe it's 9.99 over 10 because oh. of Natasha Leon in But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh, Gay okay. bimbo. Is she really Les a bimbo? bimbo? She's definitely a lesbimbo. She's such a bimbo, she didn't realise she was gay. <laughs> Is that a subversion of the genre, though? <laughs> yes! Because I think, I think the classic bimbo is straight, often white woman. Mm-hmm. Often blonde, not always, but more than like if you describe if anyone's to describe a bimbo, it's going to be a straight woman. She's white. She's blonde. She's really hot. Big tits. No ideas. And that's it. And then any other depiction that we ever get where there's any nuance, where there's any sort of like, oh, there's depth to this character is a subversion of the genre, I think is what's happening. The only, I suppose the, the only true depth, I haven't watched, I need to watch, I need to do my Pride Month, but I'm a cheerleader rewatch, okay? You've caught me at the wrong point of Pride Month. You're cancelled. I'm cancelled. I've never watched it, so. Oh, you're cancelled <laughs> too. We it's must a do a podcast. big gay movie night. I'd be so down. With pussy cupcakes. <laughs> I mean, if you want to bake them, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I, you told me that I can use the Betty Crocker mix to make vegan things, so it's fine. Yeah, it's the piping I think is going to get in the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is, is eating it vegan? <laughs> yeah, there's, you can buy merchandise that says don't was, eat meat, eat pussy. Because it's consensual. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you're not also ingesting um, it. I don't, I don't know how you give head, but you don't actually take a bite. <laughs> no, but there's definitely like, there, I suppose there could be ingestion. But like giving, like, 
for the sake of this conversation, <laughs> like swallowing cum is vegan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would also argue cum. that dr- <laughs> drinking breast milk is also vegan as long as it is consensual. Yeah. The whole point of veganism is animals can't consent to the hor- horrific things that we do to them. Wait, it's called a pussy. I- but I'm a <laughs> I think we need to get back on track here. This is a family a podcast. Has derailed us. This, this is what happens when you put two and a half bimbos. <laughs> You're not even any of them. I'm the 1.5 bimbo. We should. That should be our rebrand. <laughs> the podcast is now two and a half bimbos. <laughs> I think also then in terms of that, there is like, is there a difference between bimbos and dumb girls? I, I think maybe now there is. I think you have to be hot to be a bimbo. You do. But I don't, I don't know in the media if I've seen very many ugly, dumb people. I would posit that that is because women are not allowed to be ugly in the media. That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't have any ugly women. Ugly Betty, historically not ugly. Yeah. Like it was in the title and they didn't even like hire an ugly actress. I'm trying to think of any ugly people I've ever seen on TV. Women, obviously. They always do. <laughs> Men, we could be plenty. We could choose from. But they do the thing like where they're ugly. I mean, like you know, like she's all that and stuff. Where they're ugly because they wear glasses and are brunette and brunette, <laughs> and then they get a few highlights. They take off those glasses that were hiding their beauty this whole time, and suddenly they're hot. But there's nobody like no in a very genuine way. Like I can't think of any ugly actresses. No. Again, you're not allowed to be ugly and be in the media. But I mean, we have characters who are presented to us as if they're ugly. <laughs> like we've just yeah. described the and whole cast of house bunny for example yeah emma stone that's emma stone that's cat dennings come on people oh, yeah you're not feeling anyone because she has a back brace <laughs> it's just had back problems <laughs> i feel like that's hitting real close to home for you <laughs> it really does as an ex-scoliosis haver that upset me because i was of scoliosis age when that came out they really need to be more careful about people with a curvature of the spine. Does she does she keep her back brace when she gets her makeover? No, it falls off as she's running towards a man. Uh, obviously. Oh my god. Christ. No, but the house buddy's like so ironic. When I rewatched it recently, I was like, oh, it get it it's very self-aware. It is. And I actually like bringing it back to what you said at the start about like, you know, like Cher and um Elle Woods being, you know, like, well, they're bimbos, but then they get to flex their like intellectual prowess and stuff. I feel like Anna Faris's character in House Bunny is just always a bimbo. Like she doesn't, she's just not smart, and it just works out for her in the end because she's kind and stuff. But she just, she's dumb. Like she really is, and I quite like that about that movie. I learned one of the most practical tips about remembering someone's name from a. I don't do the voice, but like if someone introduces themselves, go, "Oh, it's so nice to meet you." Repeat their name. Just keep repeating their name, and you will remember it. You don't need to do the funny voice. Ashley. <laughs> For a second in my head, I was like, don't say my name on the podcast. But I, just, I think they know your name by now. I do think, to get back to hot women, I do think that the key aspect of the bimbo is you have to be hot. Obviously, you have to be dumb. Women who aren't portrayed as um, dumb are often still hot, but then we're, we're being told the lie by whatever thing we're watching that actually they're ugly or they're not as desirable. And I think the difference between something like the boring, sexy yesterday um, trope and the bimbo trope is that bimbos are aware and can use their sexuality to get things. Where with boring, sexy yesterday, the whole appeal is, yes, the woman is dumb, but she's also not aware of like mm-hmm. of who she is and what she has to offer. And so therefore, dumb, weird man who's found her is able to take advantage of that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Whereas the bimbo sometimes is seen as taking advantage of the situation but like i think it's nearly 50 50 on bimbos and media being a little bit tiny bit evil in the way that they'll use it to their advantage and sometimes they don't like sometimes they're like good-hearted bimbos but i think they can be good-hearted bimbos and still like they know that they're flirting when they're Mm -hmm. flirting that kind of thing whereas the born sexy yesterday is like oh you're really hot and know nothing about the world yeah yes and that's just, I think that's a very slight difference. And I think both are um, admirable, not admirable, but both are things that a certain type of man would want and would be attracted to and would be going for that um, I would be like, this is a red flag. <laughs> this is what you're into, but okay. <laughs> I guess then, and I mentioned this at the start of the podcast with the Barbie movie coming out next month, um, kind of the reason that we're visiting this topic. But Barbie is basically the ultimate bimbo. 
agree i think so i mean daphne portrayed us as a kid that she was a bimbo even though this woman has held so many high power jobs i just don't understand it but anyway yeah 100 percent. i was listening to a podcast during the week um web crawlers podcast for podcasters um they were talking about the history of the barbie doll so basically the barbie doll was based off a german doll that was based off a cartoon bimbo called bill lily so Lily was like a post-war, basically she was like a symbol of like post-war female sexual empowerment. She was a sex worker. Oh. Yeah. So they made this doll kind of ironically. And at first, like men were buying it for like their girlfriends to be like, this is all this is. This is a sex relationship. And it was kind of like a joke. And then. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> to be fair, it was like the 1930s. Let's when jokes weren't yeah. really jokes. <laughs> yeah. They were just bullying. <laughs> I can't remember if it was post-World War One or post-World War Two, but whichever one. One of the wars. One of, one of those wars. Maybe it was post-World War II. Um, and then women started buying it for themselves because they were like, actually, I am a slut. Except they probably wouldn't phrase it like that. And then people started buying it for their children. So this is how it all started. Then the woman who created Barbie was in Germany. She was like a toy manufacturer. She started Mattel and she was like, okay, well, I actually love this freaking little doll. I'm going to bring it to America and make her blonde. So Barbie is based off a real bimbo sex worker. A German made her blonde is what I'm hearing. No, the Germans actually didn't have her being blonde. An American but did. An American made her blonde. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was like, mm-hmm, Nazism alive and well. But what does that say about post-Nazi, well, if it was post-Nazi Germany, they were like, well, don't make her blonde because we either don't want her to be a symbol of the Aryan race. This is not where I expected to go in this episode. We're also not sure which war this is situated yeah. in. So It's one of them, Julia. You know I need the timeline of all the wars, but I need to just see the dates. No, that's what I'm saying. We need timelines. And we're not going to provide them in this podcast. So do with that information what you will. Google it yourself, you lazy twat. This is an interactive episode. Yeah, we don't have to supply everything to you. You have to do a little bit of homework yourself. That is very interesting. Um, and... I would say that Barbie is interchangeable with the word bimbo, or mm-hmm. at least was when we were like teenage tween age. Um, I've seen women in real life being described as a Barbie. And it is, again, very ironic because Barbie is a doctor. She's mm-hmm. a nurse. She's an astronaut. She's a teacher. She's done all these things. She's a mother. She's a lover. She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's all of these fantastic things. And I think part of that is, again, because bimbo and Barbie are terms that are men are using against women to reinforce that you're pretty, but you're dumb and you're not a threat to me. And they're not engaging with Barbie, so they don't know what yeah. Barbies actually are because they're not the ones playing with them. They were like, that, that bitch is that high heel wearing something. And it turns out she's like a high powered vet. That's literally it. Like 100%. They just look at the way that she dresses and like how she's been made, very skinny, long blonde hair most of the time. And they are like, okay, well, Obviously, it has to be dumb and stupid. It's like, not at all. Barbie yeah. rules the world. We run the world, Barbie. Um, I actually think that Aqua's Barbie Girl did more for the Barbie bimbo stereotype than Mattel did. Like, if you think about the lyrics of Barbie yeah. Girl by Aqua, that's what made her the bimbo. Well, I mean, I don't think they were pulling from nothing. No, for sure, no. But, like, it, that, the tone of that song is, I'm a bimbo. It does just, yeah, definitely yes. just reduce it to, obviously, like, you can brush my hair, dress me anywhere, like, it's there's no careers going on. I'm literally just there for your pleasure. Mm. And they say the word in it. They go, I'm a blonde bimbo girl in a fantasy world. I actually never really looked up the lyrics to that song. I could <laughs> sing you it from top to bottom right now. I, I know all the words to was Barbie girl. Uh, I know the chorus. That's about it. That actually is interesting. But uh, yeah, I think that's all just from looking at her. And I also think it's because she's a doll and playing with dolls was seen as a very dumb thing to do, you know? So it's interesting because like imaginative play is arguably not dumb as soon as you <laughs> give it more than 20 seconds of thought. <laughs> I think what we can surmise from this entire discussion is that Barbie has been treated the same way as every single woman in STEM Mm -hmm. and no woman is free from the patriarchy. It's going to get you at every single turn. Even a woman that's not a real woman is still going to be treated this way because you can't like, you have so many men who are like, my son will never play with Barbie dolls. And you're like, what do you think is going to happen Mm -hmm. if that happens? And like, that's just because like, it's a girl thing and, and things like that. But then you have men who don't understand the 
Barbie is this really multifaceted, intelligent person, even in all of the Barbie movies, which are iconic and must watch yes. is for everybody. She's the driver of her own narrative. She's the protagonist. She's often showing herself to be like smarter and more capable and she's doing the critical thinking. And men are completely devoid of that and not like listening to it. And it's highly problematic. Do you remember when during the pandemic there was like those Barbie YouTube videos where Barbie showcased incredible levels of emotional intelligence? Um, I think that that comes across in the movies as well. And obviously, as you said, just the men who were using the word bimbo about Barbie and the women obviously just weren't really engaged in Barbie lore. And I'm glad that Greta Gerwig has decided this is the time after all these years. Barbie's getting her actual moment in the sun. Yeah, this is what she's scoot scoot beep beep. Let's go Barbie girls. Scoot scoot. Bike bike. Oh, that takes up way too much space. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we would get, obviously we haven't seen the movie yet, but it's been heavily teased. We're sort of aware of the narrative where I'm living for all of the, like Barbie has a great day every day. Ken only has a great day if Barbie looks at him. Like the the accurate (laughs) placement of Ken in Barbie lore. Mm -hmm. People did not care about Ken. No one really ever did. Do you think we would have gotten this kind of movie about Barbie? if this movie had been done in the mid-2000s. I don't think we would have. I think it would not have been like the empowering thing that I think we're all going to get. No, I don't think it would have been. I think it's going to get very like meta and it is going to really talk about, um, you know, kind of Barbie's place in the world and her, the misconception of Barbie. Like I think that is going to be a really big part of it and obviously in a funny way and Greta Gerwig's going to do an amazing job. But 100% no. I think this was done in 2000s. It would just lean more heavily into what we already got with like you know like legally blonde and stuff of being like no you are just really dumb and then suddenly you end up saving the day like there's no other nuance going on in there it's just a fun movie i think it's like having a post-feminist barbie movie probably wasn't on my bingo card for this decade (laughs) why do you think we're getting at this because i don't think it's just now is the time like i think culturally we're seeing a, a change in the way that women individually are claiming the word bimbo and we're seeing that as like a trend on TikTok. Um, I don't know how heavily you guys follow that, but there's just been such a reclamation of the word and of what bimbo means. And I think it's really stemming from women just being like, we're tired, we're done. We gave you enough chances. You didn't like play the game. You didn't learn. You didn't grow. We're done now. And we're just going to be who we are as women and piss you all the fuck off. I'm obsessed with re. Some people have called it bimbofication. I think it's re bimbofication because we all were pink Motorola razor carrying women for mm-hmm. a while. So the re bimbofication of women uh, via TikTok, I was obsessed with Chrissy Chapleka, Chapeka, Chapelka. She has one of those names that I'll never be able to pronounce. Um, she really spearheaded it as like a big queer pro sex work, pro plastic surgery bimbo. And the whole point of bimboism in this new TikTok style was nearly like avoidance because it kind of came through during COVID. So I don't think that's coincidence. And I think I can speak from my own experience. The reason why I feel strongly about being a bimbo now and kind of being okay with being quite unserious and not reading books anymore and just watching reality TV is because I spent years of my life reading books and arguing with men like you, Julia, um, and trying to fight for my place in society. I'm exhausted. Like the easy, I'm going to take the easier road and just be hot and fun and try not to be too dark because people hate when women are too dark. Yeah, I think the difference here as well is that, first of all, all women should be darker all the time. Um, but the the key difference really is that now it's bimbo for the women as opposed mm-hmm. to bimbo for the men, and it's like, oh, you want to use this word to like insult me? You can't <laughs> because I'm leaning in. I've got merch. Like this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's void of criticism i think there's definitely things that we could like i think it's still very white very heterosexual i think if you're going to be especially if you're looking at yourself or looking to sort of make your name as like a bimbo influencer for example if you're not fitting the category of thin white woman you're going to struggle um i'm gonna i'm gonna push back just on the straight thing because i think that there's a lot of representation across the LGBTQIA+, because Kim Petras is one of the big kind of icons of this new wave of bimbodom. Mm-hmm. She is a trans woman. Chrissy Chappelle, she's um, by at least, sorry, she could be pan. I think there's a lot of queerness in it. That's like... Okay, I'll give you I, that. I agree with you. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about black women bimbos, a lot of Z-Way's aesthetic is bimbo aesthetic. But do you think it's going to get clocked as that? I don't. 
Well, I think some if you, if you're critically looking at Zwa as a TV show, she kind of there is like a lot of her using her intelligence to get away with things, but she nearly kind of uses a little bit of bimbo tactic where she's like, "Well, I wouldn't ask a question like that, would I?" <laughs> yeah, I can see that it, it, she's trying to like almost disarm you, and because she asks it in such a way that it's a really loaded question, and it takes the guest off guard, but it's asked in such an, an innocuous like little very sweet tone to her voice kind of way so I I would kind of agree in that definitely but I do also agree with you that she because she is a black woman she wouldn't it doesn't come off really as proper bimbo you know it's kind of like okay so this is going a little bit off track to come back on track Mike White when he was talking about um season two of White Lotus and the gays he was like nobody wants gay people to be villains on tv He's like, it's time that, basically he was like, it's time that gay people are villains. I think there's still a fear of criticizing or like having a negative connotation around black women. Nobody wants to be the person to associate a black woman with stupidity. I can see it in that. And I do think that's a very valid point as well. But I also think it's the fact that bimbos are supposed to be, as well as being like this, like not intellectual and dumb and stuff, that they're just, as you said, non-threatening. And there's still such like a horrible view of black women as being threatening. Like they don't have this sweet softness around them. Like that's what the media and that's what like a lot of society still thinks. So I think that also plays into it. It's like, well, how could you be when you are also all these other things? Yeah, I think I think that's totally fair. And I think like you're right, Julia, as well. There is like sometimes, you know, when you're like in a bubble and I'm like, I'm in a bubble and I would view Zoe that way. But I don't know how big my bubble is, you know. I think it's a bit more niche. I think it's probably encapsulates quite a lot of listeners to this episode. You can let us know on our Instagram. Um, (laughs) But it's, I I don't think, if I think if I was a black person looking at like bimbo, like you see this like with cottagecore, with Mm -hmm. cosplay, black women get like criticized so violently Mm -hmm. for trying to be like, softer versions of what we normally see depicted black women are still being depicted as like the strong sassy black woman yeah. like in media across the board so they don't get like it's you always have the bimbo blonde friend and then the sassy black friend yeah who's usually smarter and knows kind of like what's going on and is able to like provide like good critical info but then not have their own movie or be a protagonist in any way or you know any backstory etc so i think it's still i will completely agree with you that there's a lot of queerness that's backing it. That's like, and within that, within the realm, I totally agree with that. But I think it's still very white. Yeah, I get what you mean. I do think that we're edging towards it. So like, I think when you think about Quinta's character in Abbott Elementary, she's definitely not, she's definitely played more like naive. There's moments where you're like, girl, (laughs) like if you've ever watched Abbott Elementary, you know that she has that kind of dickhead boyfriend mm-hmm. oh, who God. is always stringing her along and getting her to pay for things and she's like one day he will make it which is bimbo energy i <sighs> disagree i don't think it is bimbo energy. I, because i think fundamentally what we expect of the bimbo is to not be intelligent and i think the minute you insert any sort of intelligence and emotional inte- even just emotional intelligence mm-hmm. like or just like self-awareness rooted in reality you are no longer part of the bimbo category. I think we're moving away slowly from that. But even now, when we're seeing people being like, be a bimbo, ask the dumb questions, it's camp. It's yeah, a performance. it is. So I don't think we'll ever, you can't have a true bimbo be someone of any sort of like intelligent level. Interesting. So, okay, one of the, I was thinking about why, why now? Like why in the last few years has the comeback? I think that like for, I think that intellectualism has become more accessible for everybody. And I'm going to blame daddy Jordan Peterson. And mm-hmm. Twitter. And Twitter. Everybody thinks that they're so clever because they can Google a synonym for the word they want to use. Mm-hmm. That does not make you clever. But I think that there was like for a good while, there was like Twitter arguments where you'd spend hours trying to rip people to shreds, saying intelligent things and like quoting sources that you found on I don't know PubMed even during the pandemic people were becoming their own scientists um and I feel like being a bimbo is now kind of like well if you're so smart why can't we print more money like that's one of the big bimbo things and like I'm not sure if it's wrong like why can't I think it's good to go back to asking the original question 
I, I agree. And I think, you know, people kind of lose the run with themselves and they say, well, that's a dumb question because X, Y, Z. But it's like, OK, but why can't we just, as you said, just relook at that? You know, what is the reason? Also, Inflation's made up. It's constructed. Money's not real. OK, that's that's it. Um, Society, fake, everything. We're, we, it's all just made up. So why can't we just start asking these questions? It's this kind of purposeful switching off. Like, obviously... I am a strong believer in that the smartest people I know are the people who really don't talk like they're the smartest people in the room. I know so many people who are like super, like us even, all three of us, I'd say, who like whenever I think someone's smart, it's usually when they say something in super accessible language and they just like say something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know loads of like self-purported smart people um, who will like go on and on and on. And I'm like, wow, you've said nothing of substance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think if we, if we go back to like that, like, oh, why don't we print more money question? Like that question gets asked and then it gets laughed away because men are only looking at the question and not looking at what the, the question actually is. It's not, can we print more money? It's, can we examine the structure that we've yeah. created? What currency is? Why is our economy set up this way? Why are we not living in a more egalitarian like society? Why have we not introduced socialism? It's it's a it's a sort of like dumbed down question, quote unquote. But it's asking a very re- it's like probing or looking for a very real discussion that then men are like, oh, dumb question from dumb girls. So I'm not going to engage, and you just don't understand. I'm just going to like you said, throw a lot of bullshit terms at you and make you look like you're an idiot. And like, do you know what any of those words mean? Like nothing. They never do. <laughs> all made up all of it's made up we have chosen the society that we live in we could choose a different one but men don't want to there's also there's the uh, there's a chance that the patriarchy does know that it's a sincere question but the construct of the economy as it is benefits the patriarchy so they don't really want to examine it oh yeah well i think those like it's those two things are true at the same time it's that they they think it's a dumb question from a dumb woman and also they don't want to examine it because why would they when this is working for them yeah, well, to be fair, I think it might be like the most misogynist thing we've ever said to be like, men don't experience inflation. But, you know, we're speaking about men as a social construct and a social structure, obviously. Obviously. Sure. No, yes, we are. <laughs> we're talking We're talking very much about like the the top earners who are so like the people who are controlling this, the people who make the decisions about banking, finance, etc. are overwhelmingly male and have been from since the dawn of time we're talking about that institution mm-hmm. and not just all men in general we we know it's stuff out there guys and we appreciate that you keep listening to us no matter how much we say this stuff and we know that you also experience inflation i just want to get that one down on the books again real life bimbos who were always given this name um i think if you actually look at a lot of them they were mostly women who just didn't play by the rules that were set for them by men and they went against it uh, in a very like public but very also non-threatening way going back to being a bimbo um, and it really worked for them what other like big bimbos were there so when you look at Anna, I think Anna Nicole Smith was yeah. one of the most famous bimbos of our lifetime um, and Anna Nicole Smith became a very curvy model at a time when fashion was ran and fashion is still ran by men that's something that's really important to know if you're into fashion now there are great female designers that have caused like huge stirs lately and in the past but for the most part ran by men. Uh, Anna Nicole Smith didn't fit what they wanted for models, so she was always vilified. You know what I mean? Um, from that guess ad onwards. But we know that her story was a lot more than a blonde, big-boobed woman. Did she gold dig? I wouldn't say she didn't. Yeah, so she very famously says that she really did love him and it was a marriage for love. But there has to be, there has to be a little bit of, for money. There has to be, he was a wrinkly old man. Some like, people fancy on. old guys, some people fancy old guys. Oh no, this man was like the crypt keeper. Like he was yeah. really, really old. old. He yeah. was so old. But she was also a woman, she, she was struggling with addiction. I think her son was struggling with addiction. She was always in, like her biggest fight was Anna Nicole Smith versus her own body. Yeah. Like she had so many eating disorders and there's obviously the, is it the VMA, is it the, with the VMAs when she came in and put her hands in the air and said, do you like my body? I think it was. Like, she was just a very troubled woman. And I think that thinking about her as a troubled woman didn't really fit with the bimbo narrative of the time. 
Yeah, I think she definitely had like a lot of issues in her thing as well. I think she did get pregnant quite young and her whole thing was that she just really wanted to provide for her son and that was her main thing. And I think that definitely had something to do with it. And I, I do think the marriage definitely had some love in it. And I think she kind of also craved that like security and attention. Um, and that's that's like a whole note. I mean, you could do like a whole topic on on her. But uh, yeah, I, that's that's the whole thing about, you know, depiction of bimbos in, in the media it's like you don't really care about them if, if you know what I mean like it's just they are there they look pretty they're dumb but actually a lot of them have so much going on and like a lot of tragic lives and uh, like especially like Marilyn Monroe and stuff and Amy Winehouse who's also called a bimbo at one point yeah I found that so I, I googled like bimbo celebrity and <laughs> there's like a New York Post article calling her a bimbo and that's what you're kind of like is it just a word that you put on women you don't like. I think it is. I think it's just for women who piss off men. You're like, yeah. well, you're stupid. You're a bimbo. Yeah. And also, like, on the point of, like, gold digging, because, like, that's that's also a classic depiction of bimbos. It's yes. like, blonde, beautiful woman, young, with very old man, and then being criticized for that. Like, I'm not willing to criticize women for marrying older men who are very rich when we're not criticizing older men going for younger women because oh they're like oh well this woman's only marrying this guy for money you're only marrying that girl for the, the other thing that you want status like, status sex. of being like i'm yeah. with this beaut- i want a trophy wife mm-hmm. get what you pay for like you have like people don't want <clears throat> society i was gonna say men no society doesn't want women to understand what their worth is and then to like make that work for them in a society that has been structured to tell women that the only thing you're supposed to be good at is to be beautiful if that's what i'm good at then that's what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna make loads of money off it and you don't get to be pissed off at people for doing that like i think there can be criticism especially like we were raised very much being like you have to get married for love and only love and any other reason Mm -hmm. is evil and not good and like immoral as you get older i'm like a partnership with a person is so much more than that and like and I think about money a lot not like oh I want to marry into money but I'm like we have to think about finances and where Mm -hmm. that's going to go what am I bringing to the table what would they be bringing to the table etc so I don't think it's something we can hold against people and like the whole like oh like gold digging concept is trash because it's just to vilify women for making good economic decisions for themselves yeah in a society that's set up to tell them that this is what they're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. I think bitches were just bitter that some bitches were out there providing for themselves in the way that they could. If society says, you're a hot woman, this is who you are, then, like, God forbid that that's how they behave. Come on, it's not fair. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to completely exploit you, but God forbid that, yeah, that you actually take ownership and get something out of this. Like, no, you're only supposed to be, like, losing in this game, 100%. I think the most famed bimbo right now, and maybe it's a little bit niche or niche, as the Yanks would say, um, Raquel Levis, Vanderbilt Rules. this is also where I go into like I know bimbos are hot and she is good looking I think she's just fucking an idiot the thing is like Raquel is like a really classic bimbo she's tall like she's like tall blonde and nothing going on between the ears but I think she got her degree but I got but Lala I don't know how you think I'm an idiot I got a degree I think it's in her case i would even i was gonna say it's like weaponized incompetence it's not at all because she really <laughs> she has know how no, to weaponize it she, she has nothing going on and it's just also general life uh, incompetence i can't even talk about it i'm just getting so annoyed because i'm like what is your game i stopped hating idiots for a long time probably because i was like re-examining bimbo culture in the last few years oh god i hate the bitch She's so stupid. It's when when you watch Vanderbilt Rules, she asks for it. She's there's a really famous scene in Vanderbilt Rules where she goes, "Can I get a cheeseburger with cheese?" Mm-hmm. That feels like something I would say. <laughs> but that's different when you're a vegan, okay? Because you might be asking for vegan cheese. She was asking for regular old yeah. cheese on a regular old cheeseburger. Yeah, that's that's not great. I would say, I think it is probably a very niche bimbo, very <laughs> niche that people would not be aware of. I can't think of any like real person right now that's active that's making that i would say britney is a very classic bimbo yeah especially like early and because she also had the classic her she speaks in like a higher register um beautiful blonde and then like you look back i remember her being marketed as a bimbo like very Mm, actively but you look back at like interviews and she's she actually pretty well spoken she she knows what she's talking about she holds her own she does really well she challenges people at times um the diet coke addiction thing 
oh my god an addiction yeah are you addicted to it she's like it's not an addiction it's just something that i like which i think you could probably take to represent the entirety of bimbo culture (laughs) it's just something that i like but like she she wasn't as bimbo-esque in reality and we were just being really pushed a narrative Mm -hmm. she's obviously still doing things now although there's many theories that like the pe- person we're seeing online now is not her and that's a whole other conspiracy theory that we could cover in a different episode i don't think there's anyone operating today where it's like they're making their career and they're being no one's being called a bimbo no and no one's playing to it because i don't think it's actually profitable anymore because now it's very like girl boss era you have to do it all so now you you can't be stupid you have to be smart and you have to be like really hot like you have to be all of the things which is also exhausting in its own right i'm gonna i'm gonna argue with you again this is a lot this episode <laughs> i think we're in the area era of the boss bimbo like think about molly may haig saying that everybody has oh, the true. same amount of errors in the day think about kim kardashian saying that too we're in this era of women being like why can't you do what i can do without and they're like not self-aware enough to realize that they have 20 to 30 to 40 times the help that any of us have yeah i think i think that is true but again i don't even know if it's in the same vein as being a bimbo i think it's just people losing all awareness and just using that so it is stupidity in a way but it's just it's just it's kind of horrible stupidity it's it's stupidity stemming from capitalism because they have so much money now and they just don't understand their privilege so they're like oh playing dumb like well why can't everyone do this like everyone has the same errors in a day as beyonce that kind of shit when it's like yeah but you have so much money and you started life at a higher level um and i do agree with you that it's just not really profitable anymore in the term of bimbo that we had like in the 90s and the noughties but do you not think that people consider the Kardashian clan to be a clan of bimbos? I feel I, like I've heard it a lot. They do, but I think they went out of their way to prove that they weren't compared to oh, bimbos back in the day. Like, so like Paris Hilton, who never did until now. Um, or even seen we had like Pamela Anderson and stuff, who was a huge bimbo of like the 90s with her giant tits and blonde hair. Um, and like Dolly Parton as well. Um, and then it started coming out that, you know, a lot of those women were just actually very exploited. Um, and then I think the Kardashians tried to stay away from that. Like, you know, they were like self-preservation of being like, well, I'm not going to get exploited like that. Yeah, you can think I'm done, but actually I'm not. And like, yeah, we work our asses off. Look at us. We're huge businesswomen. And that became a big uh, like talking point as well for a while where people were like, hey, stop calling them bimbos. Stop calling them dumb. Stop saying that they're famous for nothing. Look at this empire that they've built. Yeah, true. I think like, I think there's still like 50-50, like some people think they're bimbos and some people recognize their business prowess, I suppose. I just don't think bimbo is a relevant term anymore. Like, to be honest, in, it's not a term that gets used against people because it served a really specific purpose. It was a really specific character. And because that doesn't really exist, women aren't marketing themselves that way anymore. Like, <laughs> Kim Kardashian has a law degree. She's yeah. not a bimbo. Like, she just isn't. Uh, Raquel Levis has an <laughs> occupational therapy degree. I'm not sure if her degree counts for anything. I wouldn't hold them in the same like category at all. I don't know what to believe anymore. It's a degree. A degree is a degree. I mean, that's often the case when you're going for jobs. <laughs> They're like, degree in anything. And then like, it'll be fine. I just don't think people think about people as bimbos anymore. I think we've moved yeah, too far away mm-hmm. from, from that being... Like the male gaze isn't on bimbos. That's not what they're what we're being shown. Men are what do they say? They're <laughs> the amount of men in the last few years that like you know like those weird people you do in school and they put up like a meme being like I'm a sapiosexual. I like women for their <gasps> brains. <sighs> that's really worse. Like I think that's yeah. why I that's why I started becoming a bimbo. I was like, I don't want you to like me. <laughs> well, that's that's what I think is very interesting about like the sort of resurgence of the bimbo concept is that it's bimbo for the girls. It's not mm. for it's for the girls and the gays. It's not for the male gays and the days. But I think that's what then takes away its inherent bimboness is that originally it was for the male gays and it was for the male gays to be able to put women in their place and keep them there and and criticize yet compliment, etc. All the things that we've discussed. So I just don't feel like it's an applicable term to anyone that's sort of operating at the moment. And now you, you're just dumb and hot yeah. <laughs> if that's who you are. And you either and like now you apply it to yourself like it's like a welcomed thing, you know. Is there any even like other words? Because I, I haven't, I know like there's the whole like bimification and stuff, but I haven't really seen a big push to like reclaim the word as being like, no, this is bimbos. You know, it, it still is very like male gazy. I don't know if there's another word that we have now. I don't know. I feel like, 
I think the only thing I saw was like bimbo, like hashtag bimbo talk. But I think that you could probably look at the self-care movement as nearly a return to not bimboism as like a philosophy, but (laughs) there's a lot of self-care content now that is like, don't sweat these things and you only have this level of control. Mm. And in a way, it's not the same as being a bimbo, but I think that people are willing to like take a step back from being super educated in everything. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think it always goes back to the point that we made earlier about just switching your brain off for a bit and just taking a rest and being like, you don't need to be constantly clued up on every single goddamn thing. Sometimes, and like, I do think, and I know we don't want to talk about the pandemic. Since the pandemic, I still feel, as you would say, Ash, no thoughts, brain empty. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have the same mental capacity that I used to. I don't think any of us do. It's too hard. I'm getting too old for it as well. You know, there's not much capacity left in my brain for actual things. So it's just nice to let it rest for a little bit. But also, I don't want to. No, exactly. Like, <laughs> no, I have no inclination. I, I look back on a person that I used to be that was very clued in on everything. It was mentally draining and exhausting. It's not sustainable. It has led to, like, it has definitely pr- contributed to my personal burnout that I've experienced. Like, that's not a sustainable model mm-hmm. of like living. I want to be clued in. I want to understand what's going on. I want to be able to have educated conversations. I also want to be able to just shut my brain off and watch dumb TV and criticize like reality TV to within an inch of its life in private and not on social media and not tagging the women yeah. that are in it, which is what happens. I think the key difference of what we're seeing, and I, I think the pandemic has definitely shifted it from how we all personally experience it. I think how it, we're seeing things happen online is criticism of women was so normalized and acceptable for so long that they didn't need nuanced ways to do it. So mm-hmm. they could have these catchy terms that they could use. Now women are being criticized for being vapid self-absorbed you know your camera your looks etc but it's much more like oh we'll talk about the behaviors because we still need to criticize them we still need to put them in their place but we're just not going to do it in a way that's like so easily cancelable for want of a better word because now you get a lot more backlash online the younger generations don't put up with it it's just like obviously it's still very profitable to do podcasts and documentaries and tv series that are critical of women we're seeing it all the time andrew tate's boom and explosion is an example of that as well but it came with serious backlash like if andrew tate had been talking like in the 2000s he wouldn't have been deplatformed he would have just been another guy yeah it's true um i suppose maybe the word maybe you were saying what's the other word for bimbo if we want to go into tate talk probably low value women yes (laughs) Yes, that's what it is. Although, but low value women aren't attractive. No, they can be. They can be. They can be. Being a low value woman is about. I feel like it's it's about being promiscuous. Yeah, I was going to say it's ninety nine percent about being sexually promiscuous. But they like phrase it as other things like not loyal or like wrong value system, aka it's not the value system of just like complying (laughs) with your partner. Low value woman, high body count. Like, these are the terms that you are correct. I will, I think that is what, and, but it's also way more vicious than yeah. what Bimbo ever was. Oh, Bimbo sounds so cute and, and light. Bimbo's catchy. Bimbo, you know, I love that word. A low value woman just screams like, I'm we won't f- be reclaiming yeah, that one. No, thank <laughs> you. I, You're, it's I'm like good. a bargain basement woman. <laughs> That's even better though. I actually wouldn't <laughs> mind that one. If someone's like, You're a bargain basement woman, I'd be like, Yeah, and so what? I think that. If we're talking about what bimbo means today, outside of low value women, of course, if we're talking about the reclaimed bimbo, it's kind of like aware of the hyper capitalism that Barbie wasn't. Yeah. You know, like it's nearly using it against itself in like a critique of hyper capitalism where it's like farcical and big and bright and camp. You know, like we had Kim Petras's Slut Pop, which has to be like the bimbo album of the decade. It's just a song about looking good and fucking. Like all of that album is songs about looking good and fucking. And that's what we all want to do. That's honestly how I would love to spend the rest of my days. It's the, it's a cheeky slag summer. It's rack. Do you hear it's rack girl summer? (sighs) No, I don't want a rack girl summer. No, but you are such a rat girl. I'm not because a rat boy is Maddie Healy and I hate him. No, but a rat girl is very different. What is a rat girl? What is a rat girl? You're scurrying about in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) In people's addicts no you're okay so a rat girl is from my understanding 
from TikTok. You're like scurrying around in, in the darkness at nighttime, having mm. a great time. Okay. But then the rest of the time, you're like nocturnal and you're sleeping in your bed all day. Okay. I'd like to be a raccoon girl, mm. a possum girl. Eating from bins? Just, well, they're also scurrying around at night. Do you think a rat doesn't eat from a bin? No, but I didn't make this. I'm just telling you what also, I saw. I don't want to be like known for having wheels disease. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you are already known for that. I don't like the name rat girl. It just makes it seem icky, where it's like nocturnal animal of a different sort girl. Like an owl. Way better. No. <laughs> an owl girl. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're 30. What do you got against 30 year olds, Lucy? Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're outnumbered here. Okay, so they were all of our very poignant talks. <laughs> I hate that word. They were our poignant talks. Um, all about bimbos. Uh, but let's just do a quick fire. Who's your favourite bimbo? Uh, Britta from Community, because she's really clever for maybe a season or two. And then she just evolves into a complete bimbo. But she's also like an eco bimbo, uh, which is kind of me. Very niche. I don't know that I have a favourite bimbo, but I think that my... One of the more interesting things about bimbos that I've seen has been like the relationship between, or not relationship, but just the way that they're positioned against each other, like Rachel and Phoebe. I think Phoebe encapsulates a lot more of like bimbo qualities, a bit more of an airhead, but Rachel definitely plays a bimbo role often. Mm -hmm. And then you have Joey, who becomes the resident himbo for a while, Uh, definitely in the later ones. I would say that Phoebe's more of the bimbo in that group. And I just love her because she just walks through life with such joy. And it's just fantastic. I love her so much. For sure. Yeah, speaking of himbos, definitely Chris Pratt's character in Parks and Rec. He is just the best himbo. So like he's just so fun and lovable. Like there's just nothing going on there, but he does everything with like so much joy. Same with Phoebe. Um and then also his ex-wife Anna Faris, great bimbo screen queen. Like she was class in all scary movies and it just works so well. Completely agree. Ah, cop on. My cop on this week is for Maddie Healy of the 1975. So uh, they're supposed to be playing today, um, which is Wednesday, the 7th of June for future people. Uh, And Caroline Polacek, who was supposed to support, unfortunately got ill. So instead of finding a suitable replacement, um, Maddie has decided to be his own support for the band. And I don't know what he's going to do because I don't think that man has any other skills apart from being an annoying fucking rap boy. But um. It's just cop on, you know, give it to someone else. You're already performing. Why you got to perform twice? If you can't support yourself, how the hell are you going to support somebody else? Can I go to amen? <laughs> My cop on this week is old men getting young women pregnant and it's gross. We have both Al Pacino and Robert De Niro having babies with women. Like I think Al Pacino is 83 mm-hmm. having a baby with a 29 year old woman, Robert De Niro, younger, I think himself but he's in like his 70s having a a baby with I think think a 26 year old and like date as long as the woman isn't like under 25 I'm like date whoever you want don't really care don't have babies with these people you're going to die Mm -hmm. like they're not going to be alive when these kids are going to college like it's just not going to happen and that's such a cruel fate to put on a child just cop on my cop on is relating to a game that I played in primary school called Bombat that nobody remembers it's not made up, and I wish that Ash and Julia would cop on and believe that Bombard is real. Hashtag Bombard is real. If you've ever played Bombard, please get in touch, because they really think I've lost it. Can you explain Bombard for the, for the listeners? Right, so somebody sat in the middle of the circle, and everybody sat with their legs crossed, and you play it in the yard, and uh, the person in the middle would count down to ten, and then raise their hands in the air, and then they'd count down, I think, by five seconds. And then they'd clap in the middle and they'd say Bombat and the ball would be being passed around during the timing. And then whoever is holding the ball was the next Bombat. The Bombat being the person sitting in the middle of the circle. I actually don't know what the Bombat <laughs> refers to. I, I don't know if Bombat was supposed to be the ball or the game. What or is the a person. Bombat? I don't know. I Googled it and there's no explanation. <laughs> I actually forgot as well that you were doing that as your cop on. I thought it was still Netflix. And so when you said that, I just lost it. <laughs> Netflix is also, <laughs> Netflix also should cop on with this whole scamming people out of having 20 people on their account. But please get in touch if you remember Bombat. <laughs> Maybe Netflix could do a Bombat special. I'd probably keep... I, I, I'm going to keep paying for it. I just think it's my family who are going to be on to me about yeah. paying for it. I hate being the older sibling. You end up paying for so much. I pay for everyone's Spotify, Disney, Prime, all that good shit. 
It's bollocks. It really is. I pay for Disney and, and did pay, pay for it. But I just cancel things. Fair. And then I'm like, sort yourselves out if you still want it. Thank yeah, you. but you, I have a whiny baby family. And yeah. I know that none of them listen to this, which is why I'm comfortable saying it. But they can't be pissed. Like, what are you, are you supposed to now pay extra money for a bunch of other people to be able to watch Netflix? Exactly. I think that is going to be the expectation. I'll handle that discussion <laughs> as your representative. You're going to kill them. No, I'll just tell them no over and over again until they get a grip. <laughs> Julia says no, guys. So <laughs> I'm very scary when I want to be. Thank you so much for joining us again this week and really hope you enjoyed all of our great points about bimbos. Please get in touch if you have any thoughts or any suggestions or if you'd like to let us know who your favourite bimbo is. Um, we are always open for discussions. If you'd like to DM us on Instagram, we are at the cop on pod. Is there an underscore under there? I think it's at the cop on underscore pod. <laughs> we should know this. Just type in the cop on pod and it's the one with our logo. Yeah. I mean, how many cop on pods do you know? Really? Come on. Um, I barely know this one. So. <laughs> um, we also have an email, but I'm not going to butcher that. But you know what it is. It's definitely the cop on pod at gmail.com, something like along those lines. Please give us a review or a rating on Spotify or wherever you listen. It would really mean a lot to all of us bimbos here. Join us next week when please insert joke here. Gail. <laughs> Mm, that Gale Maze. <laughs> it's my pussy cupcake. <laughs> Flavor. <laughs> Gale Maze. Gale Maze. <laughs> Why does it sound like mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs>